This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Welcome back, everybody. Well, I'm so excited that I have an opportunity once again to share the word with you. And if you missed this morning, I hope that you go back and watch that because tonight we're going to be looking at our part two or our second week in the book of prayers and our theme verse. I'm going to look at it for a moment. Um, and I really want to just ask you to, to have a look at what we have here, okay? We're using this as a theme right through this 21 days of prayer, and it's found in Ephesians 6 and verse 18. We can see over here what it says. It says, pray in the Spirit, but look, family, what it says. It says, in every situation, amen? I'm going to look at that in a moment, and then it carries on. It says, use every kind of prayer and request that there is. So pray in the Spirit in every situation, and we really want to get into this habit of pray first. I mean, whatever it is that we're doing, just stop and, and just pray first. And then the second part, it says, use every kind of prayer and request that there is. And, and we're looking at various ways that we can pray. And, and how many of you are really enjoying our 8 a.m. prayers every day? I mean, isn't that just amazing? And I just love the prayer book. And, and if you still want to join that group and go through that entire curriculum of the book, you can just send a mail to groups at CFCSA because it's going to be so good and really going to help you. So this morning, we spoke about the prayer of Jabez and how this man received this honorable mention right in the middle of 600 names, 600 begats. His name actually means pain. But because he focused on the promises and prayed the promises, I mean, you know, in my mind, I kind of think, God's saying, I can see him saying, I like that. That's a good way to pray. And God granted his request. So I want to have a look through it quickly. We're going to really just go through it tonight. And, and really what I would like to do tonight is just this as a reminder, is really that we must apply this prayer and really believe that God is going to do what he did for Jabez for each one of us, family. Are you ready to pray and are you ready to receive tonight? So let's have a look at this. In First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Imagine naming your child pain. Carries on, it says, Jabez was more, more honorable than his brothers. Okay, sorry, can we just change that? Jabez cried out to God of Israel and said, Oh, that you, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And then it carries on, it says, And God granted his request. So this morning we really looked at those four things, okay? The first thing was this, oh, that you should bless me. And the first thing we said was, number one, we pray for blessing, that God would give me more than I need so that I can be a blessing. And with that blessing, he would, the second one is, enlarge my territory. And we said that is praying for influence, right? To live a life bigger than me. And then we said, well, I will not be able to do that without God. So number three carries on that I pray for influence, family. And that influence is, is that, that we pray for something to be bigger than we are. Then we're not going to be able to do that unless we have God's 
presence to sustain us through that. So we definitely want to know that we have God's presence to cover us, that we can fulfill God's potential. And then the last thing in, we do that, man, the devil's going to get mad. So, <laughs> so the fourth thing is, is that we pray for protection. Amen? So we really want to do that, that God would keep us from harm, and then we pray that God's protection would be upon us. So tonight, family, really, in our prayers, we really want to apply these principles practically and really prioritize our lives, and we know that we do that. We've got five responsibilities, really. The first one is always God, and then we've got our spouse. It comes second, right? And if you're not married, that will be your parents that you pray for. And then our children, okay, or your siblings, then you pray for your ministry and then your job. Those are really our five priorities. And we want to look at how we can apply this in these five areas. God will always come first. He comes first in our lives always, right? So this is very personal. I'm not going to be spending a lot of time here. because. And also Pastor Johnny last week taught us on the protocols of coming into God's presence and that we need to follow those. And I'm not going to go through all seven of them, but we definitely, when we start our prayer, we come before God always with thanksgiving. We see this in Psalm 100, okay? It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. So we are to give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen, family? We always do that whenever we come into God's presence. We, we don't come focused on our agenda or, or our pain or whatever that name may be that defines us. Amen? And I Personally, and as I said, this is a very personal thing. I like to start with Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's I love to start my day with that. And I kind of stay there for a while, you know. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I kind of repeat it a few times. And, and then I move on to the next one. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgives? There's already his benefits. There's already blessing. Forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Amen. And then the next thing we ask for blessing. There we see it already, right? Bless the Lord and we receive blessing. And then the second thing is, is that we then pray for influence. So God, that I can fulfill my destiny. The things that God, you have for me today. In Psalm 139, 16, really it says there that God has written every day of my life in his book. And I just want to walk in that way. So I really just go and say, God, show me. What do you want me to do today? Who do you want me to encourage today? And then number three, Lord, let your hand be with me because now I can do nothing without your presence. What do you want me to do today? And then the fourth thing is protect me so I can be a glove on your hand today. So you can see, family, we can just pray that, just even getting into the presence of God. But really, where I want to spend a bit of time tonight is right here on number two of our, of our priorities. And that's our spouses and our families. And I really want us to concentrate on our marriages and our families tonight because really... If we are praying for blessing and to be a blessing, surely the first people, the first place that we want to we exercise that blessing should be with our spouse and our children. Amen. So I really want to remind you of, of Psalm 18 verse 35, and we looked at that this morning as well, that God would stoop down to make me great. Now really for God to do this, he's placing in me his character, his strengths, his wisdom, his power. Let's remember the Bible tells us that God is love. And if we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it actually begins telling us what happens 
without love. Let's have a look at that. It says that though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not love, right? I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2 says, and though I have the gift of prophecy, and I understand all not all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. What does nothing mean? Nothing means nothing because that's what nothing means. Verse 3 says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and I have not love, it profits me nothing. <laughs> Anybody out there? So family, it doesn't help that I'm doing all this stuff and I'm neglecting my own family. Without love, I will never be able to achieve everything that God has for me. Amen? And if I want more, it has to start with having more of God. And really, here's a prayer that we, we can in, in, include in all of our prayers. When just receiving God's blessing and, and with that, that he would bestow on us his qualities and his character. And also, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and let's just read from verse 4, okay? Look at these aspects of love. I mean, it suffers long and it's kind. Love does not envy. Love doesn't parade itself. It's not puffed up. It doesn't behave rudely. It doesn't seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Then verse 7 says, It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now really, this is just amazing. I mean, it, it says in verse 8, it says that love never fails. I want you to change this a little bit. I want you to put your name there, right? Just imagine that I, I have to say this, and I say, Jenny suffers long. And in some translations it says, is patient. Ooh, <laughs> we're working on that one. Jenny is kind. Just put your own name there. Make it real. Because as I said, verse 8 says, love never fails. Verse 13 says, now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Family, so we pray for blessing. We pray that God stoop down and make me great to be a blessing to my family. I have to allow love to always be my motive. And there's no better way to influence my family than to lead by love. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 34, it says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So let's look at number two. Let's talk about influence. Because here's the thing. If I am unable to influence my own family, how can I be effective in God's kingdom? Family, have a look at this. In 1 Timothy 1 and verse 5, it says over here, the purpose, the purpose of my instruction is that all believers will be filled with love that comes from a pure heart. And a clear conscience and genuine faith. I mean, that's the purpose of the instruction. That's so powerful. God here is talking about the way that we influence people through love, through a pure heart, through a clear conscience and genuine faith. So really, here's the thing. We are with our families 24-7. This, this is not one of those things we can fake it till you make it, okay? It really comes from 
God's instruction and that's God's word. Family, we can never neglect the word of God in our homes. Listen to this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, I just love the scripture. It says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. There's a big deal already. But it says over here, through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Carries on in verse 15. It says, for we are, we are. To God, the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Now, Pastor Johnny last week, he spoke about this wonderful fragrance of God in the holy place, the incense of worshiping God in the very presence of God, saturating the place like a perfume. I'm very sad to tell you this, but there are wives and children that they only smell fear when they hear dad coming home. Family, the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. Look at this in 1 Timothy 3 and verse verse 4. It says a husband must manage his own family well, having his children, having children who respect and obey him. Verse 5 says, For if a man cannot manage his own household, how is he going to take care of the church of God? I love the story, you know, Jesse DePlantis tells this story. That, you know, you get this family on a Sunday morning and they're getting into the car and everybody's running late and everybody's trying to get dressed and everybody, and they pile into the car and daddy's in a bad mood and mom's in a bad mood and they start yelling at each other and they have this humdinger of an argument the whole way to church. And the moment that they turn that car into the church grounds, suddenly they become two completely different people and this anointing of holy sanctification covers them. Now, family, what effect does that have on our children? What is that fragrance that we are diffusing in our homes? What does the Bible say about a wife? Well, Proverbs 31 tells us a whole bunch of things about a wife, but the key is really found in verse 30. Watch this. It says, Charm and grace are deceptive, and beauty is vain. That simply means it fades away. Sorry about that, young girls. But a woman who is reverently and worshipfully Fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Heavenly, we are called to be ambassadors of Christ, to demonstrate Christ in our lives. So influence is demonstrated to our families on how we live out the word of God in our homes, that we are doers of the word, not just hearers. And I don't know about you, but I tell you, I for one, I can never achieve that without the presence of God in my life. So we get to part three, okay? Number three, let your hand be with me. And we pray for God's presence, family. And that's really why we always say this, pray first. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're doing, just pray first. Make that your family's anthem. Amen? Whatever that might be. So really, I can tell you right now, I know I can do nothing. I am nothing without God. I know that. And the Word pretty much says that. But here's what it says as well. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. How will I ever know? How will, how will we ever know how to become that husband, that wife, that parent, that son, that daughter, according to the word, without the hand of God, without the presence of God in our lives. How will we ever be able to, to do, as it says in 1 Timothy 1 verse 5, to be filled with the love that comes from a pure heart and a clear conscience and genuine faith without the presence of God? 
Have you ever tried to do life without God's presence, without his guidance, without his wisdom? You know, the Frank Sinatra doctrine, I did it my way. How did that work for you? Not so good. Only God is all-sufficient. Only God is all-powerful, all-knowing of the past, of the present, and the future. Only God knows the deepest needs and dreams and desires of your family. So, so as we pray, as, as we pay attention to God, we will hit the mark every time. I can tell you this. I mean, when I was a little girl, I was convinced that my mother had eyes in the back of her head. I was convinced that she could see through walls, that she could hear across the neighborhood because she just knew everything. <laughs> Anyone know what I'm talking about? And I would tell my children, you can't hide a thing from me. The Holy Spirit tells me everything. And today, family, more than ever before, we need the presence of God in our homes. Why? Because the world has become crazy. The dangers are now present even inside our homes on all these cyber connections. More than ever in the history of mankind do we need the presence and the wisdom of God in our families. Which brings me really to the last point. Keep me from harm. Number four, it is only God that can protect us, family. So remember, we pray first. We pray before we send our children out. We pray over their minds. We pray over their souls. We pray over their relationships. We pray over their friends. We pray that they would stay strong in the faith. John 16, verse 33, Jesus said this. He says, these things that I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, watch this, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. My goodness, those two words in the same sentence. <laughs> then he says, I have overcome the world. You see, Jesus tells us to be of good cheer. There's not too much of that around lately. I mean, people are feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling uncertain, anxious, fearful. And many times these feelings boil over, especially in families, into rage, violence, arguments, tantrums, depression. And good cheer is medicine for all of that. But you need to know this. If we want to be a blessing, if we want to influence our families and walk in the presence of God's family, we have to receive his word that's going to protect us. I want to have a look at, I mean, we all know this, this Psalm 91, but let's have a look at it tonight. In, from verse 9, it says, Because, listen to this, Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Carries on, it says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now, family, I want to go back to the first part. In the beginning, it says, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Now, I want to ask you this question. What address have you chosen for your family? Is it in this crazy world, or have we made the Most High our dwelling place? Prayer is not about God moving towards us. Prayer is about us moving towards God. God wants to be our dwelling place. 
I want to ask you right now as a family, right there where you are, would you just, would you just join hands right now? Come on, with your children, mom, dad, just, just look at each other. And I want you to pray this to each other. Are you ready? Are you ready to do this? Say this. Forgive me for the times I have failed you. I pray that I can be a blessing to you. I pray that God would enlarge our territory, that he would use us to bless others. I pray that our house is filled with his presence, that we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing especially those in our own family. Say this, and I know that God's word has said, no evil shall befall us and no plague come near our dwelling. For we are more than conquerors and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Amen, family. Now, really, just look at your family, and I want you to see them as children of God who are called into, into God's family to, to use your gifts and your talents to fulfill, God, fulfill God's purpose for you in ministry. And I'm just going to pray with you, even those four points. Just receive this, that God bless you more so you can be a blessing, that God enlarge your territory so that you can be a person of influence. Remember, God has given the nations as your inheritance, that God's presence would lead you and guide you to be a blessing to others and that God's protection will cover you and no harm will come near you as you submit to God, resist the devil and he must flee. Now I want you to sit down again because I really want to talk about finances right now and your business and, and where you're at with that. Come on, family, this is something that we really need to do. So the first thing that we want to have a look at is one step number one, that God will bless you more so you can be a blessing, right? We're praying for finances. Remember that our part in covenant blessing in finance is that we are tithers. And God wants to bless you with health. He wants to bless you with ideas. He wants to bless you with favor. He wants to bless you with wisdom. He wants you to have it. He wants you to have His blessing in your life. In fact, the Bible says He's willing to stoop down and make you great. Remember? Psalm 18 verse 35. And this really is especially for you tonight. That God would enlarge your territory so that you can be a person of influence. Now, businessmen, I want to talk to you first. God wants to enlarge your territory, maybe even physically. Maybe at this, it's time to expand outside of this country or outside of your area. Maybe God wants to expand your footprint. Maybe God wants to expand your capacity, the number of contracts, the size of your contracts, the product range. Family, I'm asking you to break the barriers and dream big. God is not intimidated by big dreams. <laughs> Remember, God stopped over 600 begats to say, I like this prayer. And God granted Jabez's request. And maybe secondly, you may be restarting your business. Come on, family. I mean, you know more now than you did a year ago. This is the perfect time to change the way that you did business. 
Apostle Theo has taught us that we shouldn't enter every open door, right? So believe God to open doors that no man can shut. Believe God to show you innovative ways to earn more by working smarter, not, not harder. Are you hearing me, family? And what about jobs? I mean, child of God, maybe you lost your job. Maybe you suffered salary cuts during this time. I'm going to say to you now, be bold. Believe for promotion. That which the enemy meant for evil, believe that God will turn into something good. He's going to enlarge your territory. Maybe, maybe you would be stuck doing the same thing and God wants to stretch you, take you to a higher level. So we believe that promotion comes your way, that contracts to expand your business coming from the north, the south, the east and the west. Someone out there tonight, you're feeling like Elijah. You want to go sit under a juniper tree and say, oh God, just let me die. God is about to refresh you, to breathe new life into you, to take you to the next level. Come on, family, just receive it. And do not try and do this in your own strength. Number three, we have to believe that God's presence, God's favor, God's wisdom will be your portion. Remember Exodus 33 and verse 15, right? What does it say again? Then Moses said to them, if your presence does not go with us, right? What did he say? We don't want to go. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me from your, from your people, from all other people on the face of the earth? And family, the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you ask. So every day we pray for it. Whatever you're about to do, pray for it. You'll be so aware of God's presence through the whole day. Know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Trust in His presence. God will open the right doors for you, family. And then number four, that God's protection will cover you. No harm will come near you. No evil will befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. Bind the devil in the name of Jesus. He will not steal, kill, or destroy God's provision of your life. Because we as tithers, the Bible tells us, that God will rebuke the devourer for you. He will not destroy the fruit of your ground. He will not, nor will the vine in the field cast its grace. And the nations will call you blessed. Why is that, family? Let me tell you, that's saying God will protect the place of your income. Right now, I want to tell you, we want to, I want to pray over you for financial needs. And, and really, family, we want to, we want to be those people that God not only gives to, but that God gives through. Amen? You want to be there? So, so, so really, we're we really going to thank. Can we do that? I, I, can you just raise your hands right now? I'm going to pray for you. Come on. Thank you, Lord, that as you bless us, that you show us how to become a blessing. Thank you, Lord, that as, as we pay our tithes and we give our offerings, we, we receive your word that says that you will pour out good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And you remind us too that the measure that we used to give will be the measure that we receive. Thank you, Lord, that you enlarge our territory, that you make us influential, that you give us supernatural favor so that we can live a life that's bigger than us. Stretch us, Lord, so that we can earn more, so we can do more. And as you do that, Lord, we humbly admit that we can never attain this without you. If you don't come, we don't want to go. 
we rest in your Lord, in you, Lord. We, we rest in you to lead us and to guide us and to teach us and, and to be all that you want us to be. And thank you, Father, that has tired us, that you rebuke the devil for us and that he will not succeed in any of his plans against us and that everything our hand touches will prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, family. Can we just for one minute, just for one minute, can we just intercede together? Can we do that? Come on, come on, raise your voices right now. Thank you, Lord, that you've heard our prayers. Thank you, Lord, that as we intercede now, we receive it. We receive it. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing in our lives. Thank you that you fill our homes with your love. Thank you, Lord, that you fill our homes with your blessing. Thank you that you keep us, Lord. Thank you your blessing is upon us, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we can reach out and touch the world, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we are a powerhouse tonight. Thank you, Lord, you're with us. Come on, family, pray. Praise your name, Lord. We praise your name. We praise your name. It is done. Come on, family, just receive. Receive. Receive that thing that you're believing for. Receive that thing you're believing for. Receive it now. Come on, do that. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.